0: Hi and welcome to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. My name is Bill Moore. I am a food truck business trainer, author of Food Truck 101, Beginner to Winner, and the recently released book, Food Truck 201, Get Off the Truck. This podcast is all about helping you start and grow your food truck business. Every once in a while, people ask us about how do you check out a builder? Who's the best builder? How do I go about figuring out who the best builder is? So let's talk about that today. Building a food truck is not a regulated industry. Anyone with a teeny tiny bit of skill can make a website and call themselves a food truck builder. There's no special licenses. There's no certifications to get to become a food truck builder. All you need is a collection of tools and hey, you're a builder too. Fancy websites certainly do not reflect the skills of a builder. Even if they have some building skills, they may lack design skills. Leaving you with a hard to work and extremely tiresome build. So what should you look for in a builder? First, where do they get the actual trailer if you're looking at a trailer builder? All newbie builders do not build their own trailers. They get cargo trailers, convert them into a food trailer. You want a builder that builds their own trailers. You don't want any double talk about, yeah, I have not built to my specs. No, you don't. You buy whatever they got. Because if you had them built to your own specs, you'd be building them yourself. So you want a builder that builds their own trailers. It takes away the excuse that, hey, you need to talk to the company that built the trailer. I had nothing to do with that roof and the seals and stuff. You got to talk to them about that. That's on them. No. You want the builder to take responsibility for the complete trailer. What experience does the design team have in food service designs? You're going to hear zero if they're honest what they'll say is yeah we've been building trailers for like three years and we know what we're doing builders are more focused on weight distribution than they are workflow now safety is important don't get me wrong safety is extremely important but you having to do a 360 every single time you want to put a burger on the grill that doesn't work either or having no place to land fried products for seasoning or saucing that makes no sense to me Just because they say they have food experience does not mean they understand workflow. One highly recommended food truck builder claims to have been a vice president for a small local restaurant chain, and they use that experience to reassure his clients that he knows what he's doing. And yet, kitchen after kitchen comes out of their production line with clumsy workflow, there's not even room for a single trash can, and they mismatch storage capacity to refrigeration capacity to cooking capacity. They're great salespeople, but they suck as designers. And guess who suffers? That would be you, the end user. You want to ask what level of equipment do they use and who are the manufacturers? Restaurant chains invest in equipment that will last decades. And I know this. I know several pieces of equipment that, with the proper maintenance, have lasted over 20 years. One of my friends has an oven that is 45 years old. You can't even buy the oven anymore, but it's a beast. It puts out pizzas like there's no tomorrow for the last 45 years. But those pieces of equipment, they're high-end brands, and they were high-end brands to begin with. And you think about the brands like True or Pitco or Vulcan or Hobart or Blodgett. Those are the brands that restaurant companies buy. Food truck builders go for the low-end stuff because, hey, it's cheap. And when they buy the low-end stuff, they also buy the lowest capacity of that equipment. So let's take Advanco, for instance. It's cheap, decent equipment, but it's not designed for volume. It even says so on the packaging. Light-duty equipment. Now, you can't upgrade with an Advanco and get what they call standard or heavy-duty, but why are you putting low-volume equipment into a food truck build to save a few dollars? What are you going to do when the equipment can't keep up with your lines that you hope you have? Don't know. Next question, what kind of warranty comes with the equipment that they install and who is authorized to do that work? Will the builder help you get the warranty work done? Are they authorized to do the work themselves? I mean, that makes sense, right? If you're going to install a fryer for me, how can you don't have somebody on hand that knows how to properly fix that fryer and is authorized to do the warranty work? Because that requires people that have experience. That requires people that will want more money per hour. Because they've been trained to fix the equipment that's being installed. Many equipment manufacturers also want their equipment installed by authorized installers. So when you get a True or a Pitco or a Vulcan, you'll look at the warranty cards and it will say, must be installed by an authorized installer. So ask the builder, are you authorized to install the equipment you're putting on my truck in the first place? Or does that action of you putting that equipment on my food truck void the warranty before I even get the trailer? Because you're not an authorized installer. And then here's the most difficult question that a food truck builder does not want to answer. What will my deposit be used for? You want your deposit to be used to buy the materials at today's price that will be used in your build. This ensures there's no weasel worded contract about the cost of materials are going up because of COVID and we may have to charge you at your 15% during the build process. That alone tells you the builder has a cash flow issue. They're using your deposit to finish somebody else's build. And then when your turn in their production line comes up, they've got to sell another trailer to somebody and get a deposit out of them to buy the material to get yours started. And that's not at the prices that you had today. It's at the prices that are in the future. That's why they need that price increase clause in their contract. Because they're not carrying inventory. They are working off of their own cash flow to keep their business afloat. That's not your problem. If I put $20,000 down on a truck today, I want to know that my order is being placed today today to get that sink and all the material and all the walls and all the ceilings and everything that I need for that truck is being placed today. I don't care you don't have room to store it. That's not on me. That's on you for being too stupid to get a big enough place to be able to stock the inventory necessary to create the kind of trucks you wanted to deliver. So when someone tells you, I don't have that kind of room to store inventory... What they're telling you is I really don't have enough money and I'm trying to be as cheap as I possibly can. This is an unregulated industry and that's why you get people that have no inventory. They have no financing. They have no backing. They have no money. They're living off of your money to get trucks that they have sitting on their lot to get finished and then they're crossing their fingers and hoping that some other gullible person comes in so they can get their deposit to buy stuff to make your truck. So, think about it like this. It would be you when you get your food truck charging a guest for a burger, and then you run to the store to buy the stuff to make that burger. And then while you're at the store, you realize, oh crap, the stuff's gone up. But if you'd already bought the ingredients, you already can confidently know your price is profitable. But if you don't have inventory sitting, you gotta have that weasel word clause in there about hey, stuff goes up because I can't help it. It's all because of COVID. Who are some of the local trucks that are still in operation that I can go check out? Now, the builder is going to refer you to reviews and recommendations because they don't want you going and seeing their builds. Or if they do want you to see the build, it's going to be one that cannot possibly have been in operation very long. And those do not matter. Reviews and recommendations come during the euphoria of, I just bought a brand new trailer. Look, it's beautiful. Oh, look, I love it. The builder was so cool. So the wrap is everything I thought it would be. What matters is how does the thing age to see how the build holds up over time. That matters to you. I'm sure you can tell the difference in dirt coming from the owner not caring about the business and the difference in the lack of standards from the thing being built by a cheapskate or someone that had no talent. So you're looking at buckled walls and buckled ceilings, missing rivets, an improperly seated window, doors that don't shut right because they're offset a little bit. There's leaking around the vent hoods because they don't seal things. They don't know what they're doing. The wall seams don't seem to meet properly, so there's molding everywhere to hide that they don't know how to cut straight line. Look under the truck. Look for welds check out the propane or generator cages. Look at the welds. Is it rusted? Is it painted? Did they put any kind of care and concern into the assembly process? Those are signals to tell you, yeah, that's a good builder or no, this is somebody I need to leave and never see again. Ask the current owner of the food truck that you're visiting about any issues that brought them back to the food truck or food trailer builder. Now remember, the builder is likely sending you to somebody they are reasonably confident is going to say good things. So while you're talking to this owner of the food truck, you're going to say, hey dude, do you know anybody else that owns a food truck or food trailer that these guys built? I would like to go see that one. Chances are they probably know at least one other person. And you want to go visit that one, the one that wasn't recommended to you by the builder. Let's go see what they got to say. And if it has been a while since they bought that trailer, that'll give you honest information to base a good decision on because you can see how the thing aged got to know how it aged. You should also ask about financing options. And you definitely want to seek your own financing because you probably are going to get a better deal. Now make certain, I'm going to stress this, make 100% certain that the financing option you go for does not require a single payment until you have the truck or trailer in hand you should never be paying for something that's being built this forces that builder to have to hustle it also forces the builder to only build things as they can not to sell as many as they possibly can and back themselves up six months or eight months that's irresponsible because you see if the finance company doesn't release all the funding and then require a payment from you until the thing is in your hand, guess what the builder has to do? They have to go faster. They have to get the thing built on time so they can get the money to pay the employees that are doing the building and then to be able to use the profit on that to buy more material to buy the next truck rather than depending upon somebody's deposit to get material to buy a truck they've already got on their assembly line. You'll be spending a huge chunk of your own money to build a food truck or a food trailer, and you've got to live with your decision for years and years to come. So I need you to take your time and ask those hard questions. Put the builder on the spot. Ask him those tough questions. Do the investigation. Go out and talk to owners that have a food truck or food trailer that's two or three or four years old from this builder. There's no builder that's perfect, so stop looking for perfection. And honestly, there's not a quote-unquote best builder either. And why do I say that? Because the industry is unregulated. There's no one coming in to check them out. There's no one inspecting them like your food truck is going to be inspected. There's no one coming in to make sure that their mechanics and other people are certified. So please do your homework. I don't want to see you spending a bunch of money and then eight months from now have nothing in your hand except you've made eight months worth of payments.